Hello, 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 and welcome to this, the bonus part of today's FYI episode on the New York City subway. And in the bonus part, we're going to get real. I'm going to tell you the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah, well, New York is kind of like the Wild West, too. I've got to be honest. If you don't know your way around or how to get around the city, it can be a bit unnerving. I think unnerving might be inquietante. But don't worry. As your guide, amigos, I'm going to take you around this city. And when I say this city, I don't just mean New York. I mean this microcosm of a city inside a city that we call the subway. All right, well, the first thing you should know is there are local trains and express trains. And it's really important to know that because two different reasons. If you're going to a specific stop, then maybe you should take the local train. But if you're going to a bigger stop, a major station, then you can take the express train. But the express train does not stop at all the stops. So when in doubt, check it out. Just look at it. Express versus local. And the second reason is the timetable. Sometimes express trains only operate during rush hour. So you'll be waiting. Oh, the, the A train is not coming. What's going on? Well, it's not running at this time. So you got to really take a look at the signage. The signage is las indicaciones, los letreros, because there are, as I said, maintenance is being done constantly on the New York City subway. So maybe your stop, all of a sudden, they're like, this stop is going to be closed for the next three weeks. There will be a shuttle bus to bring people back and forth. So pay attention to the signs. When I lived there, I wasn't as lucky. Now, there's an MTA app. When I lived in New York, we didn't know what an app was. I believe there was, you know, you could check on their website, but now you can follow them on Twitter for up-to-date information. And I got to tell you, as somebody who lived in New York, that information is changing constantly. So if you go to New York, download the app, make sure you know the right information. Here's another good thing to do. I mean, you can do this before you leave your hotel, before you, you go anywhere, make a little map, get the subway map and draw it on there. It could be actually like a fun little project. Another thing, the subway is a crazy place. So be on your guard. Don't just, you know, look at the signs, but pay attention to who's around you. But I've seen stories more often than not, more times than I'd like to say, of people who were pushed onto the rails and you don't want to touch that third rail i mean that third rail that's we're talking about 625 volts of electricity yeah tell me about it i, I don't want to try it so be aware pay attention to your surroundings pay attention to indications because all of that can help you navigate around this monster of a network a little easier Oh, and I want to compare it to Madrid's subway. Madrid, okay, Madrid, I think Madrid's subway is a lot cleaner. Obviously, it's a lot newer. It's less extensive. It's not open 24 hours. I mean, we could debate this back and forth. But there's one thing I can tell you. When a, when a train comes into the station in New York City, 
I feel like it's coming in at a thousand miles per hour. They fly into the station. And I'm just telling you right now, stand back. If they tell you stand back, o como va la expresión, stand clear of the closing doors, there's no reason to be up next to that yellow line. Those trains fly in there, especially if you have children. And then the obvious stuff. You know, once you're on the train, once you're inside the car, we would say on the train, well, be courteous. You know, if there's somebody who's pregnant or an elderly person, well, give up your seat. You've got to mind your P's and Q's. And to mind your P's and Q's is to say please, to, to say thank you. I think you say in Spanish, sit educado. You know, that I think is common sense. I think common sense in general in New York will go a long way. Be, be courteous, excuse me, and use common sense. Oh, and I've seen people do this. I'm going to tell you right now, if you put your feet on the seat, not only is it disgusting and rude and not impolite, no, it's rude. It is illegal. It's a crime. Es un delito in New York City. So I know, I know you might be tired. I know you want to put your feet up, but the train is not the place to do it. Just think, you know, somebody has to sit there. So it is a crime. You can get a fine and people have even gotten arrested for it. And one of the questions I get all the time is, Alberto, is New York safe? Is the subway safe? And the question always has the same answer. And the answer is, just depends. It depends. Of course it depends. Depends on where you are. Depends on what time it is. Depends on what's going down. There are so many factors at play in New York City. So again, common sense. Watch your back. If something smells fishy, si algo huele mal o sospechoso, it's probably, you know, trust your gut, let's say. To trust your gut is fiarte de tu estómago, de tu, de tu instinto. Use common sense. They said that there was a time when it was very dangerous. I think they say the most dangerous train, at least back in the day, was the four train. It's the Lexington Avenue Express. Lexington Avenue, which takes you on up to the Bronx. It got the nickname, the very unfortunate nickname, as the Muggers Express. And to mug somebody is to beat them up and take their money using force. So a mugger is somebody who does that. Now, I have to say, New York, it just depends. I remember it was a lot more dangerous. In general, it's pretty safe. But that doesn't mean that you should let your guard down. Does that mean you're gonna get mugged if you take the four train? No, I've taken the four train many times and nobody even, I, I never even got, got the, the feeling, never felt unsafe. I never felt like I was gonna get mugged in New York City. But again, maybe if I was on the next train five minutes later, well, there was some guy who was on drugs and pissed off and he wants to take it out on humanity. So again, it's, it's moments. It's not about, is this a dangerous neighborhood? Is this a dangerous dangerous train. It's pay attention. There are a lot of people here and not everybody has good intentions like you. And the good thing about the train now, I guess I'm not a big fan of surveillance in general, but everything's filmed. Every little inch, cada pulgada de ese sitio is filmed. So smile. If you're thinking of doing something bad, uh, you know, committing a crime or, or mugging somebody, uh, congratulations, smile. They'll eventually be able to track you down. To track down is rastrear, I believe. 
And the subway is safe as far as accidents. I mean, as far as since I've lived in New York, I don't remember any. I was there for 10 years in the city and not not even one accident. But there was one, um, a very tragic accident that happened in 1918. Now, again, they were different trains. There was different safety measures. I mean, now they have something called a dead man switch, just in case the, the, the driver falls asleep at the wheel. Y esto es una buena expresión. To fall asleep at the wheel is no estar al tanto. And that's a dangerous thing. But there are fail-safes. Fail-safes are things that are put in place to protect someone. Measures, medidas. But in 1918, this guy lost control of the train. He was going into a tunnel on Brooklyn's Malbone Street. And 97 people were killed because of this crash. 200 others were injured. So in general, you're not going to see this. This is from 1918. There have been subway crashes and injuries and accidents. But in general, the trains themselves are pretty safe these days. The only thing you really have to watch out for is the cat-sized rats. Oh my God, that's the worst, guys. I remember seeing rats sometimes that I was like, that's not a rat, that is a fat cat, that's Garfield. And so the rule there is just stay away from them. Don't, you know, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you about the rats. It's part of the territory. Como decimos en inglés, it's par for the course. And you can imagine there's every scam in the book. Cada timo que te puedes imaginar. There are con artists everywhere. Con artists son timadores. And, you know, there are always people trying to beat the system. In 1953, the subway started taking tokens. This was a very famous coin that was only used in the New York City subway. And some people use them. They have them as collector's items. I had one. I don't know what I did with it. But I remember having a subway token. Well, these tokens came into play in 1953. And this was cool because before that, people had to put coins into the turnstiles. And that's not really comfortable if you don't have the, the exact change and all of that. So they came up with a token. And that token, I mean, there are t-shirts with that symbol on it. You should take a look at it because it is really a symbol of the city, even though we don't use tokens anymore. Now they use contactless. We have metro cards. But these tokens, there was something interesting about these tokens. Because criminals, what they would do, they would intentionally jam the turnstiles. No, donde entras, the turnstiles. They would jam them. And then they would use their mouse. This is disgusting, especially in the post-COVID era. They would use their mouse to suck the tokens out of the slots. I mean, talk about being desperate. But you know what? The police were on to them. You know, authorities said, wait, there are people sucking tokens out of the slots. They're jamming it and then they're sucking the tokens out of the slots. And some guy or some gal, I don't know, had the brilliant idea. I said, well, I know how to stop them. I know how we can deter them. We'll sprinkle some chili powder and some mace into the slots. The slots siendo las ranuras. We looked at that word in the Las Vegas episode. And did it work? 
Well, I'm sure once somebody got a, a mouthful of hot pepper, they thought twice about doing that scam again. And I remember a scam as well. There was a scam with Metro cards when I was there, and I think I even did it a couple times. But then they caught on to us. So it's it's the typical cat and mouse thing. You know, they find a way to, to combat crime, you know, as they say, and we find a way to get around it. And I remember, I, I don't remember exactly where, but there was a, a, a place, if you folded, si doblaste el metro card, I think it was on the E or something, one of the letters it was, when you swiped it, to swipe es pasar la tarjeta, it would give you a free ride. And I remember using that. So everybody's trying to ride for free. It's not that expensive when you think about it. But if you don't have money and you're living in one of the most expensive cities in the world, well, you're like, hmm, $250. That's expensive, man. <laughs> but remember, crime doesn't pay, como decimos en inglés. No vale la pena el crimen. And speaking of crime, Metro cards have been used so many times in solving crimes because they can say, well, I know where you were. You went from the Bronx to Chelsea on a downtown one train uh, at you know 4.35 p.m. And you're like, oh, right. So they've basically given people, lawyers and authorities, an alibi coartada to say, no, 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 you weren't there. You were here. That word's a, a difficult word to pronounce. Alibi. Alibi coartada. But it's not all about scams either, guys. I'm making it sound like it's so bad. And that chili powder thing was before my time anyway. I was a youngster. Uh, but there's some cool things, too. It's not rats and crime and pollution <laughs> and graffiti. Uh, you know Michael Jackson? That, does that name ring a bell? Or suena el nombre? Michael Jackson? Well, one of the most thrilling moments... <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, I know. Bad joke. One of the most thrilling moments in subway history was when Martin Scorsese... You know Martin Scorsese? Yeah, well, he got together with two guys, Michael Jackson and Wesley Snipes, and, well, many other guys, and they shot a video, and that video was bad by Michael Jackson. If you remember that video, bad, it's filmed in a subway station. Well, that is the Hoyt Shermerhorn subway station, and it was filmed there in 1987. Now, I knew that it was filmed there, and I knew Michael Jackson was there, obviously, but what I did not know was that Wesley Snipes is in that video, and Martin Scorsese directed it. So that's pretty crazy. Now you're going to watch that video, Bad, by Michael Jackson, in a whole different light. And hopefully next time you go to New York, you can go to the Hoyt Shermerhorn station and see where the king of pop and the king of mafia movies made history. Oh, and earlier I told you guys about getting a late letter or a tardy letter. Did you know that? We use the word tardy as well. I remember the teacher would say, you're late or you're tardy. ¿Te suena como una palabra? Aunque nosotros no lo ponemos con E, sino con Y. Tardy. I'm tardy. Pero es más común decir, I'm running late. 
Well, if you're running late, like many New Yorkers often are, don't worry. The MTA, and I didn't tell you about the MTA. The MTA is the Metro Transit Authority. They are the group that controls the subway, the buses, and, well, many other uh, uh, forms of transportation in New York City. And the MTA will email or fax you what is called a late letter if uh, a train delay causes you to be late to work. I thought that was crazy because, as I said, we didn't have the technology. We didn't have apps or anything like that. It was, uh, let's go down to the subway station and hope that our train is running. But now, if you're running late to work and it's because, well, there's some construction being done on a Queens-bound Q train, yo que se me lo estoy inventando, you can contact them, go to their website, and you can get an excuse, a late letter to give to your boss. And they say that this function, this is, it's used all the time. <laughs> so the only thing, as I said earlier, like there comes a point when your boss is like, all right, man, I'm sick of getting excuses from the MTA. Maybe you need to get yourself a, a moped, un scooter. <laughs> Because maybe that'll work once or twice, but uh, I wish I had that. Do you know how many times I was late because of the subway? See, that's where I'm, I'm joking again. It wasn't the subway's fault that I was late. If I had left my house five minutes earlier, maybe I wouldn't have been late. But it took me 25, no, excuse me, 35 years to come to that realization. Maybe I, you know, I, I imagined myself in some thriller, some action movie, you know, and I always had to rush to get to work. I gotta get over, I'm gonna catch this train, it's coming in three seconds. Maybe I, I like the adrenaline that it gave me. But so many experiences uh, down in the subway, as I said, from Michael Jackson's video to art, which we'll talk about a little bit later on, but there are also some secrets. There are some ghost stations, and this is uh, pretty cool because these are lesser known, menos conocido, and the first one we'll talk about is called Track 61. This is a secret train platform, and it's located underneath the Waldorf Astoria building. It's a famous hotel, and it's uh, open exclusively, I should say, for filthy rich people. But when I say it's open, I mean it hasn't been used in a long time. When I say filthy rich, I mean dirty, rotten, filthy, stinking rich. I mean the elite. I'm talking about President Franklin Roosevelt. That's right, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, or as they lovingly called him, FDR. He arrived at that station uh, because he was trying to hide the fact that he had polio and he was in a wheelchair. So it's a secret entrance to the Waldorf Astoria. The only people who can use it are people with special permission, people like dignitaries, people whose missions are top secret. So that means you and I are never going to see it, <laughs> unfortunately. But we can see some of the ghost stations that you'll find in the New York City subway system. Now, one of my favorite ones is the abandoned City Hall station. This is on line six. If you take the downtown bound, y eso es otra cosa, um, uptown bound train, bound is rumbo a, 
So think about this too. Most trains go uptown or downtown. O te dice Brooklyn bound. This is a Queens bound. Te dice en qué sentido va o su destino final. So that bound, muy, muy importante. And you take the downtown bound six train and you take it beyond the Brooklyn Bridge City Hall stop and you'll go through one of the most ornate, gorgeous stations ever, the abandoned City Hall Station. And that's just one of the many ghost stations that you can find on the New York City subway system. And we can't talk about the New York City subway without talking about the artistic aspect. Remember, I said it earlier, it's a microcosm inside of a microcosm. It's a city in and of itself, por sí mismo. If you think about the amount of people that it moves around every day, I mean, there are cities that don't move around. There are huge cities in Europe that don't move as many people or house to houses eh, albergar as many people as the New York City subway. And again, Cities close down, businesses close, you know, uh, government offices close on holidays. The subway never stops. And I think that is just awesome. It is like this living, breathing entity that breeds everything, even art. And it's a great place to see art. And I'm not just talking about graffiti. And let me make a distinction here. I love graffiti. I don't like vandalism. Do you see what I'm saying here? So if you just write, you know, WAPO, just with spray paint, and you're like, okay, that's cool. But if you paint a picture, you show me something that looks like art. And I know that's that's obviously somebody's opinion. It's open to interpretation. But you know the difference. You know when somebody just says, te quiero, Marta, or something like that. You're like, okay, cool. And when somebody puts their heart and soul into an idea and uses colors to tell a story, and so graffiti is beautiful and amazing. And I remember when they banned it, it was a big problem. And now there are even some installations that feature graffiti. So it's been accepted. Now, vandalism is still and will always be illegal, but it's become accepted. And you'll see graffiti artists all over the world, not just in New York City. But uh, one of the most famous artists to put a piece in the New York City subway system, a masterpiece, if you will, because he is a master of pop art, Roy Lichtenstein. And he was very famous uh, during this pop art explosion, I should say. It's a good way to say it, pop explosion. And he, uh, him, Andy Warhol, and many other pop art leaders designed stuff for the subway. And that's just, that's then Every day you're seeing new installations coming in. I love that. That's a that's something that I think Madrid has done very well. They realized a subway station doesn't just have to be a functional thing, but it can be beautiful. There can be a library. There can be a place for people to gather and talk and, and look at art. And I think that is absolutely beautiful. Uh, the, the Lichtenstein, if you want to see a Lichtenstein, a huge Lichtenstein, it's in Times Square. It's called the Times Square Mural, which he did in 1994. And that's just one of, as I said, there are, there are probably websites written on all the art that you can find in New York City's subway system. And I'm talking about permanent installations. 
Then you could talk about the art that happens every day. All the musicians, all the buskers. Buskers son músicos callejeros who are down in the subway playing their music. And some of them are famous. If you guys remember, the, uh, I think it was Jimmy Fallon. They did something and they had the members of U2 kind of disguise themselves and start playing in the subway. And people were just ignoring them, walking by. Because U2 were used to seeing art. It's amazing. I remember one of the greatest things about walking through the hot, humid, muggy, es otra forma de decir húmedo, New York City subway. Something that made it so much more bearable was the art. I would be walking down a long hallway and then I would hear a violin and I would hear someone tap dancing, haciendo claque, and I said, I'm in New York and this place is alive and this place is beautiful. And we're talking about a subway and what makes the subway? The people and the, the, the mark that they leave on the subway every day with the art they create the business that they do when they go to and from work. And as I said at the beginning of the show, it's a lifeline that has inspired people uh, who take it every day. It's inspired movies, music, and I think on that note, we can end with a song that I love, and it reminds me of my grandmother, and it's a, a song about the, the New York City subway, specifically the A train, which I used to take all the time, the A train that goes up to Harlem. So this is a Harlem-bound A train. This is a cool song by Duke Ellington. I'm sure you're familiar with it. We'll play a little bit of it because... Well, we don't want any problems with the rights and royalties, but this is an amazing song. I urge you to listen to it on your own. Take the A-Train by Duke Ellington. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of FYI.